0: ¡Vete a tu!
1: It is time for in mindful Mondays. It is this time for mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss Bennett. It's a great Monday. Thank you for joining us right here on itrnradio.com. It's a Juneteenth Monday, so get ready for a great show. It's that time. Mindful Monday.
0: Good evening, good evening, good day, good afternoon, happy Tuesday for those who are on Tuesday, um, yeah, we are here, and, um. It's a beautiful day. It is now 81 degrees, but I had my appointment at City of Hope, which is in Arcata, and it was 100 over that. Well, at least when I got in the car, the car said it was 100 and something outside. Now, that's probably because it was just sitting there, but in movement, it's it's, it's pretty warm. And um, it's nice. Uh, summer starts tomorrow, the summer solstice. I remember, <laughs> I remember teaching eighth grade about the summer solstice and the winter solstice. Being the longest and the shortest day, respectfully. And, uh, when I taught eighth grade and I told my eighth graders, I told them I wanted them to watch Jeopardy. We watched, we all watched Jeopardy every night, no matter what was going on. We watched, tried to watch Jeopardy every night. Um, and I told them that they were smart enough to answer some of the questions and they would be so happy. They would write down the question that they knew. And when we come into school the next day, we have this Jeopardy five or 10 minute moment where the students would then share um, the questions that they could answer on Jeopardy, um, which was great. And so one of the things was about the summer solstice and the winter solstice being the longest and the shortest day uh, prospectively. So um Tomorrow, summer starts, and it actually, according to the news, it starts at 2 a.m., which I'm not quite understanding. Maybe that's just when the solstice starts. I, 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 Channel 5, I was trying to understand that, and I was getting dressed, so I didn't get a chance to rewind it to hear exactly what that was about. But nonetheless, summer starts tomorrow, and tomorrow will be the longest day of the year, meaning the most sunlight that we will have. Um, and if it's anything like today, it is a beautiful day. Right now, it is eighty one degrees in the inglewood l a area um, slight breeze. I think i'm gonna well i may if I don't go walking today on the beach after the show, I will definitely go sometime this week it's a it's a beautiful day and and i'm I'm sure that the beaches were packed yesterday with it being Father's Day and it being a beautiful day so. Yes, 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 um summer is here, and it's gonna be great, so today, I'm just waiting on my guest to to oh here we go. I just got a text for her. <laughs> we all everybody's doing so many things. we are just all running, okay, problem signing on, okay, um hmm, well, um, let's see, because um, she's been signing on all this time, and then I sent her the login. Um, if you can hear me, Mio, she'd sign on the way that you've always been signing on. And then that way, because I sent you like the step by step process. So hope, and I know you've been signing on on your own. So, um, so she's, we're working with that, but it has been, um, a great time. I must say, I love my new job. I love being able to go to the eighth grade graduations. And present, you know, it's it's just a, it's just a certificate, but I had it, got some frames from Amazon and to be able to take some time to, for those principals to allow me to go up and just take about five minutes of their graduation ceremony to say, hey, um, you know, I'm from St. Mary's Academy and director of admissions. We have these scholarships and one of your, one of your girls here, um, won the such and such scholarship, which covers 75% uh, of their tuition, blah, 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 blah. Give the like, you know, 75% the amount, you know, fifty sixty thousand $60,000. And then to be able to call the, the young lady up there, have her come up, stand next to me. We hold she holds a certificate. We take the pictures. Um, and it's just, I, I, that is the piece that I've been missing the student interaction for the last, since September of 2019, when I returned back to, uh, to work in a new role, not the role that I left USC for, but a different role, which that's a whole nother subject matter. But to be able to do that, the, the young lady, um, the last school that I attended, which was on um fr- Friday, Thursday i had one Wednesday and I had one Thursday was the city school. And when I called the young lady up there, she was like shaking. Like she was, I don't know what it was. She was overexcited because the students don't know that I'm coming. The parents don't know that I'm coming. I just kind of pop up and I'm on the agenda. And that, that made my day. She was just so, she was smiling from ear to ear and she was like, oh my God, you're here. Thank you for coming. You know, we're having this little sidebar on the stage as we're getting ready to take the picture. And her had to fix her cap, her gown, I mean her cap and it was just it was just you know that's why i do what i do it's about the students it's not about the staff it's not about the faculty it's not about the administration it's about those students and being able to empower them and so again i love 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 my position and being able to do that part especially to be there with the parents and the families to honor you know the student who who will be attending saint mary's with this merit based scholarship so um, it's a beautiful thing. it is a beautiful thing so um yeah i am hopefully Maisha is still trying to figure out what to do um hmm Uh we have a very deep topic today um and we're talking about suicide and um maisha um I'm not sure why she's, um, she, she hasn't texted me, so I'm not, she's not on, so I'm not sure what's going on. But today's topic is suicide is the leading cause of death in our youth. And I know of two USC, um, two of my USC students, I'm trying to think, was there a third? I know for sure there were two of my USC students that did commit suicide in the 20 years that I was there. Well, actually, one in the 20 years and one just recently, um, last year. Um, and so, we are going to talk about that today. Um, again, it goes back to the mental health piece, and I'm just I'm just so happy that people are talking about mental health, talking about uh, the um, importance of getting that mental health, you know, mental health awareness, and going to get that help. Um, anybody who is interested in psychology and want to be a therapist, you will have a job for life. That is for sure. Um, there, now that we have gone to an online platform because of COVID, there are, there are organizations called like Path, Path, P A P as in Paul, A T H Path, and that is a universal counseling program where you can go and see and check to see if you have your, uh, if your insurance is covered by them or they cover your insurance. You know what I mean? And, um, and you could, you could actually get a therapist and it would be on Zoom. And I think the whole Zoom situation has really opened up the eyes of a lot of people. Um I know with the counseling center at in the higher ed level, you know, we have a lot of students that use our counseling centers, but once we went on Zoom, the numbers increased because now the student has, doesn't have to worry about when they walk to the counseling center who's watching them. Which in my case, who cares who's watching you? The fact is that you're getting some help the help that you need to get through what you're going through as far as your mental health awareness. And so the counseling centers uh, on all the college campuses have increased their, um, appointments, um, due to, due to COVID, because now you don't have to, you know, show your face walking into the center. And because of everything that's been going on, I mean, we've all lost a minimum of one, I would, I would, I would, I would dare to say five people. I, I bet you, I bet you that if I asked anyone, they could probably name five people that they know that, um, um, have lost, that they lost during this whole, especially in 2020, but t- from now, from since it started to now, I know somebody could probably name five people that they know that they've lost from COVID. And so, The mental awareness, mental health is a very strong thing. And I urge folks, please don't think of it as you being, quote, crazy or whatever the back in the day, you know, stereotype, oh, you need counseling, you must be crazy. No, you would be, I'm going to say, listen to how I'm wording this. You would be stupid not to have a therapist. I mean, that's just where we are right now. You would be stupid not to have a therapist. I am not calling you stupid. I say you would be stupid not to because of everything that is going on right now. Having a therapist helps you to, they help you to sort out what's going on with you. And they help you to come up with your, um, they help you to come up with, with, um, what am I trying to say? They help you to solve your own issues and you don't even realize it. The way the way they bring things together and talk with you about things and then you say, you know, well, how about this? And it's like, well, let's try that. And you end up not even realizing that you, in talking to him or her, have developed a way of talking and thinking where you almost is like, oh, I, I, I never thought about that. I never thought that I could do that. And it's like, that's what therapy is. It helps you to become aware Uh, what your strengths are Um, look at your weaknesses build on your strengths and someone that doesn't know you from jack or from john or from jane or taisha you know that will help you to understand yourself did you have something quick to say because i'm about to bring myisha
1: on so yeah and i wanted to ask miyoshi about her what she feels about my question. And I I agree, everybody, everybody on the planet has issues. Everybody has something and everybody needs therapy, counseling, something. But I also believe that everybody that goes and sits in a chair and somehow does the work is not the person that should be doing it. And I've learned, I've learned through uh, the interaction with those who Went to school, did the work, got the license, and should never be there. And and I wanted what to. Mean, ask you me mean that. not good counselors? You mean people that consider themselves? Uh, well, they be, get the certificate to become a okay. counselor, and because of their background, they don't need to tell somebody what to do or how to do it. They don't. And and I believe that everybody does need somebody. Everybody should go to counseling. Everybody should have a therapist. Everybody should have some an outlet. Right. And P, Taraji P. Henson, she created a uh, an organization, a foundation, whereby anyone can call and get free services, hmm. so they can at least get five free sessions. Right, five
0: sessions. and that's in every profession. I mean, we have doctors that don't need to be doctors. We have teachers that don't need absolutely. to be teachers. So, absolutely. So that goes kind of across absolutely. the board.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and with everybody, with all of the things that are going on, it's <laughs> bless you. It's real. I think that it's real challenging for somebody to say, "Well, I spoke to so and so. I talked to so and so. I talked to so and so, and they, and they, and they." So a person who's going through something does not necessarily have the necessary skill set to know who to talk to and who not to.
0: Right. And that's why, I mean, you have to, I mean, again, in every profession, there's a, there's a bad hospital, there's a bad insurance. There's, I mean, so that that's a given, but... Please at least go and interview someone or go to an organization or ask friends that have therapists that they can suggest a therapy therapist within that particular thing. But anyway, let me go on because we want to get to my sore roar. <laughs> You got it together, huh? Uh, I am so sorry. I was trying to sign in on a
2: new device, so please forgive ah, me. Uh, okay. I had to find something. Now I'm on my phone, so.
0: Hopefully you can hear and see I can, me. I can hear you. I can see you You got your black okay. and white going. So you're good. <laughs> thank you so much. You're good. So, um, but thank you for um, coming back to the show. I'm always like, hey, can you swing on back through? I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> yes, um, yes, today, yes. Today, you decided that you wanted to talk about suicide and how it's a leading cause of death in our youth. And a lot of people um, always, well, not always, I'll just say this. I've heard people say it's like, you know, Black people don't commit suicide. You know, you don't hear that much about it. And it's not so much that you don't hear about it. Well, it is that you don't hear about it because we're not on the top of the totem pole in the news for folks to report these things. But it definitely does happen in the Black community. Um, Absolutely. And so today um, I'm just going to read um, kind of the promo so that everybody kind of kind of know what we're talking about. And then I'm going to hand it over to you to. Go ahead and start it off. It says recent research has discovered soaring mental health challenges in young people, declaring it a national emergency. Please join us today as my sore roar, my friend, my my retired just retired deputy probation officer and clinician, recently retired, recently turned 60, Ms. Uh-huh. Miyoshi uh, Dorsey as she discussed the underlying causes of this alarming trend in the mental health community. So, yes, um, yes, yes. So I put this on Facebook. So hopefully everybody's listening. looks like we got a few more uh, folks uh, tuning in. So please go ahead and start it up.
2: Okay. Well, first of all, again, just a pleasure being here. Um, it is my honor to be on your program. Um, you've been uh, at this thing for a while over a year or so, and um, I've had the opportunity to tune in to listen to other people, and I think it's this awesome platform for us as a people, um, and especially for this topic of mental illness. Um, as you were saying earlier, and uh, urging people to uh, reach out and get the help that is required in order for them to be overall healthy people. And you know, I talked the last time year, over a year ago about how. In our culture, it's a taboo or has been a taboo, um, with anyone who had mental illness. It was like, whatever happens in this house stays in the house. Don't go tell anybody this or that. Um, when you keep all of that within your own family or within your own circle, then there's no way that you can get the help that you need. Um, but over this last, actually the pandemic really,
0: mm-hmm. it has,
2: it has its pros and cons. Um, but one of the cons is, is that, a lot of people are starting to realize that they really do have some mental health issues. Right. Um, but getting more specifically to this topic um, of suicide amongst our youth, it has been soaring, as you said earlier in that introduction. Um, Working with the youth that I worked with when I was in probation, we had a lot of youth. As a matter of fact, I would say probably 98% of our youth were suicidal. Hmm. Yes. And for various reasons, um, many times they come from homes that are traumatic. They have been abused physically, sexually, emotionally. They've also been in communities where they witness violence such as gun violence and then now, of course, with all of this going on with um, the police officers in those particular areas killing our young youth and they actually being a witness to it or had somebody close to them who have died. And then we add them pandemic on top of it, (laughs) you know, and then we have all these other things going on with this systemic racism ongoing. It's just a lot that these kids are going. Also at our stage of life, when we get to our teens on up to our early adulthood is when we have somebody saying they cannot hear. I don't know why. Turn up your volume. I'm sorry. I don't know. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Putting my head. Is that on the show? Hand. Is
0: that on your phone? They're saying that.
2: They're saying they can't hear um hear what I'm saying on the show. Yeah. But okay. But anyhow, hopefully they'll they'll turn up the
1: volume. Um. But as I was saying, um, uh, you're fine, Mioshi. Okay. Thank you. That, yeah. Whoever is saying that, it must be on their end. But you're fine because. When the rest of us hear you, that means you're fine. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Thank be- you. I, can, I'm,
2: I won't be distracted again. <laughs> People are asking me for the passcode and everything else. No, but, they don't um, the passcode. They just listen to the show. Well, go ahead. Thank you. So um, as I was saying is that with these youth, we are now seeing a soaring amount of um, suicides. And I will say, and I touched a little bit about it last time when my nephew had just committed suicide, mm-hmm. and how for me that became personalized. You know, it's one thing when you're dealing with someone else's children, but then when it hits mm-hmm. home, then we um, it's difficult for you to deal with, even as a clinician. So we we need therapy as well. Right. You you're know? human too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But because I have so many people now calling me, can you talk to my sister? Can you talk to my son? Can you talk to my granddaughter about suicide? And not only am I receiving these phone calls, but in the, uh, what we call the Juvenile Associate Medical Association, um, there was a, a research letter that gave some information on children's health. And. What they talked about was the larger share of suicides across 14 states. Now, because our, our statistics are not really up to date because it takes so long to compile the information, but this was as recent as 2020. So this is right when the pandemic began to start. Right. And they said that pretty much, as I said, they called it a an alarming rate of suicide with this age group between 12 and 17 years old. And now what we're starting to see now is this trend, not only th- with that um, age group, but also now we're seeing the young adults, the 20, 21, 22-year-olds. Um, I can I can see, and I'm not saying I'm predicting this, but I can see this happening even in larger groups. It's going to go beyond just this teenage level. But we're going to talk today about this this group of um, of people. The teenagers 12 to 17 and they said that when they completed this research there was a total um, amount of visits to emergency room or contacts to suicide hotlines 50 percent higher five zero that's oh, wow. a that's a big jump i mean i can see if you say five percent Right. Um, or 15%, but we're talking 50, five, zero. Wow. Um, and then now we're talking here that because of the pandemic, adding to all the other elements, like I was talking about the trauma and um, the abuse and all of that. Now we have the pandemic and these youth have lost their parents. right, Or their main caregiver, which usually is a grandmother. So now what do they do? It's like they finally got settled in that household, probably with um, uh, a relative, because for whatever reason, they may have been taken out of their homes because of the abuse to protect them. So now you have a grandma over here saying, well, I'll I'll take care of them. They're coming to my home. Grandma, here she is, maybe 70s, close to 80s. She has pre-existing health conditions. She gets this covid virus. And guess what? She dies. So now we have this kid doesn't have a parent now, no no parent figure um, in the home. And now this child is left just with this stress, with this ongoing trauma, with all these things going on that have not been treated. And so add to that. Now a lot of people are saying, well, this is how I cope. I use this marijuana or drink alcohol. I drink drugs. And as you know, all of this marijuana and this, these drugs that are given out, they're not this, that particular drug. They're lacing it with different types of drugs, different type, types of um, chemicals that affect the brain, that affect reason, you know, our reasoning and everything. So um, you we still have kids who are, their brains are forming. They're still forming. They have not fully developed. So here you have these youth who are um looking at television programs and you know having these challenges on and I, I hate to like uh, throw out names of different things but TikTok has
0: challenges of suicide. Have you guys heard about that suicide challenge? I have not but I can only imagine. But what, what yeah. tell us a little bit about it. But so, I I, I... Yes, I'm yes. almost scared so, to ask. But go ahead. <laughs> I know it's, but you know what?
2: Parents need to be aware of this, or whoever's listening needs to be aware. If you're working with youth, if you have children, if you have grandchildren, watch what your children, grandchildren, godchildren watch on these shows, on these apps. Um, So this particular one, TikTok. Okay, so the challenge pretty much was, if you can tie say a string around your neck it could be a rope or it could be a piece of clothing hang yourself and see how long you can stay without dying go figure um incident, true okay. incident that okay. happened
1: hold on. hold on
2: hold on you're kidding right no i wish i was i wish i was there was you're another one. Hang
0: yourself which basically yeah. could kill you yes yeah. Yes, and but they, you know they, what? If you're alive, be- then you're alive to tell it that it, whatever. That, now yes. that is and absolutely. There's another one. There's crazy. another one. That hold on, hold
2: one. on, hold on, hold on. Let her finish. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I right. so I'm gonna, yeah. Colette, I'm gonna, I, I'll let you, um, if you don't mind, let me so finish what happened with this particular story. So there was a, a gentleman who had a son, nine years old, um, took the challenge. He was in the closet, apparently, trying to see how long he could hang on this rope. Um, his sister started looking. Younger sister was looking for a calling him, couldn't find him. She knew he would be in a closet. Most times He she opens the closet. Boom. Guess what happens? Knocks down the stool. The nine-year-old, here he is dangling on this rope and she's trying to help him. But of course she's what? Four or five years old.
0: Oh my God. The
2: boy hangs himself and dies. And these are the kind of stories you're hearing about these young. So now um, we're talking, I was talking primarily to 12 to 17. Now it's affecting our young kids. Wait, wait, let me hold on. This is a TikTok challenge, you said. It wasn't, I'm sure they took it down by now. I haven't checked, but it was a challenge, a suicide challenge. So when you have your youth on these, on social media and you have them watching these different programs that are on TV. Half of them I don't even watch as an adult <laughs> um, because of the subliminal messages. Sometimes they're very blatant, um, and the afterlife and all these things, you know, which are not even the factual um, pieces of information. But added to that, like I said, you have a kid who's been suffering from depression, a kid who's been traumatized because of all the death the violence and all these things going on, a kid who's been bullied at school, Um, all these different things, it's just so many different dynamics going on. And because as parents or as caregivers, and even, I would say, uh, authority figures, such as teachers, such as probation officers, we have to be more in tune as to what's going on with the youth that we serve or oh, we are going to continue to lose our youth at these alarming rates. It's no longer going to be 50%. It's going to be more like in the 70, 80%. And so this is why this has been my, um, I guess you could say my soapbox soapbox moment, because I want this information to be out there and for people to listen in. Colette, I'm sorry. I would like for you to interject. You said there was another challenge. But i do
1: remember even some years ago before tiktok previous to tiktok there were other challenges like that and corliss is not going to like what i'm going to say but i'm going to say it anyway there was a uh a um fraternity that took these boys and had these boys drinking all this alcohol and on channel whatever it was, it showed the video of these boys in their uh, in their what do they call it uh, hazing? I'm sorry, hazing. Yeah. In their hazing, they took these boys and one boy in particular, the boy that died. They had him drinking all this alcohol, and it's usually this happens because it during the haze. They understand in order for them to get on to, to get into this fraternity, they have to go through this initiation process. And the same thing happened with the AKAs that took the girl out to the water. And what, ha- what happened to a number of girls is if they don't cross, if they don't make it, then their life is over. Their feeling is that their life is over. And in the, this case with the girls, the AKAs, those girls lost their lives because those girls took them out there to that water in the middle of the night and they lost their lives so that's and a little
0: the, that's a little bit different than the yes
1: I, I know what that is so the boy who had the alcohol poisoning that's probably number 100 but what has happened is that kids who don't make the grade who don't go through the initiation process, They feel like their life is over and they do things to themselves. They hang themselves. They commit suicide. They do all of these things. Even kids who are emancipating out of foster care, they commit suicide because the foster care system says that they can no longer stay in foster care or group homes because they turn 18 years old. So the only way for them to deal with this is, as far as they're concerned, their life is over. So we see it on so many ends. And and the message that I put in the chat was that kids are getting mixed messages for a whole lot of things, tons of things. And when it comes to how kids are getting it, the mixed message is just, just like this TikTok thing. My granddaughter is on TikTok all the time. And after listening to you, I'm going to tell my daughter, she can no longer be on TikTok. She's 10 years old. She can no longer be on TikTok. Because the messages that kids are getting, they don't have what it takes. They're not equipped to decipher through all of this, all of this minutia. And it's causing a lot of problems, just as you said. It's causing problems.
0: Okay, thank you. Go ahead, Miosha. Miosha, sorry.
1: (laughs) That's okay. So
0: yes,
2: um, thank you for that Colette that's a those are like really unique situations, but the situations that I'm making reference to are these young people who um live in houses or households where there's a lot of trauma um, many times, of course, domestic violence is another one I didn't mention I didn't mention so if there's um a child, say for instance, a young boy who sees his mother being beaten up like on a daily basis. right? And then sometimes, of course, if that father is an alcoholic, that's when all the violence um, is, is in, intensified. And many times it's turned on to the children as well. So um, another big issue, and you talk about when you start getting to 15, 16, 17 years old, is when a lot of them begin to start to date. Mm. And when you have that first breakup, now most of us uh, that are seasoned, we know what that's seasoned like. Seasoned break breakup, break been broke up with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? I, I, I'm not. I, I'm kind of like not embarrassed, but embarrassed to say this. But I was the one that used to always break up on purpose um, because I didn't want to be hurt. <laughs> but okay. um, that's a whole other story at another time. <laughs> but you know, the breakup usually. If these young people and, and you know, many times the parents don't sit down and talk to these kids about relationships and about what could happen. And if, if you do have a breakup, yes, it's going to be very difficult. If you, if you are in love with that person, that person doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Your world pretty much has been like enveloped around this person. Um, and then now they're not here. And especially when you have kids that are away at school on their own. They're already missing being at home, feeling like, you know, I wish I was home. I miss my parents. I miss my my siblings. And then you have this relationship here. But now it's, you know, no longer, you know, it's a breakup, a bad breakup. Um, And then here you are having these suicidal thoughts. So um, it's a lot of of factors that are involved. But I want to say, just so we can get a clear picture of the type of youth that typically deal with these issues um, and what they report. So I'm going to read from this list that I have here. And sometimes when, um, as a therapist, when you're talking to your clients, they talk a lot about their feelings. You know, what we, we ask them to express their feelings. Most times they don't know how to express their feelings. So I say, if you can put that in a word, what would that mean? So many times when we interpret it, it ends up being They feel empty, like a a void. When you hear those kind of terms, they feel hopeless, trapped, or they don't have any reason to live. They'll just say that flat out. I have no reason to live. Why am I here? I don't have a family. My girlfriend quit me. Um, Nobody cares about me. Um, They feel extremely sad. They're more anxious. They're agitated. Or they're full of rage, which many times you can see that in their behaviors. And a lot of times we see kids that are fighting all the time. And most people want to put a label on them and say, oh, they're just bad kids. You know, um, but underneath all of that anger is pain. And that's what we have to get to. And then also unbearable emotional or physical pains. What I was talking about, they say it's so unbearable. I cannot go another second without feeling like this. Oh, wow. I have to get rid of this. And many times you'll see, especially the young girls who have been um, emotionally or sexually abused, cutting themselves. Mm. That's a sign. I always look at, I have a habit of looking at kids' arms because of, you know, the job I did. I'm always looking to see if they have bruises. They have cut marks. Um, and many times they don't cut deep enough because they don't really want to die. But this is their cry for help. And so one time, that one time may be the time that they actually kill themselves.
0: Mm.
2: So people don't like to say here the word kill, but that's what they're doing. When you're you're gone, you're gone. You know, that's suicide. You're you're not coming back. There's no afterlife. And that's what we have to explain to our kids when they're very young. People say they don't want to. A lot of people are uh, like resistant to um, sharing this information with their youth or their young kids. Cause they say, well, what if I tell them that? And then they want to commit suicide. Right. Well, that's not, that's not true.
0: <laughs> Most when kids you're... that want to, or, or people, not just kids, if they want to do that. They're going to do it. Or they're going to attempt. Absolutely. There's nothing you can say that, that is going to make them do it. It's kind of like the whole condoms in school. You're giving out condoms. That's going to make them have sex. Well, but if they have sex, at least it's going to be safe.
2: Right. Right. So, exactly. You know,
0: you know, people have their opinion on either or, but it's like, it just because I'm giving you condoms doesn't make you say, okay, now I'm just going to screw everybody. I mean, right, right. You know,
2: right. So,
0: so, but yes, that's, that is, mm-hmm. that is, that is yes. When you look and at all those a- factors that you were mentioning, as far mm-hmm. as when you say being away from school, meaning like freshmen in college, like when you say being away from school. Being yes, from- I'm sorry.
2: I wasn't specific. Like if they go away to college, maybe to another, it could be another county or even out of state. Um, Many times that's when you hear a lot of these youth that are um, engaging in suicidal ideations, suicidal activities, um, the drinking, the drugging, things that they've never done before. And because that underlying emotion is depression, it may be anxiety because their parents are like pushing them to perform. Like say if they, you know, I'll, I'll just admit this. My first year in college, I was on, my first semester, I was on academic probation because I had all the freedom I wanted. I did what I wanted to do. My mother was like, "Uh, let me tell you one thing. (laughs) So she set me straight on that. But there are some parents that um, put a lot of pressure on their kids. You have to get straight A's. You must do this. You're from this family. You cannot perform this way. And then you have a kid who's also, in all these extracurricular activities. And then you have this other side where there's partying friends. So they want to be with their friends and party. You know, so they're kind of like torn, like I gotta do what my parents tell me to do. But then I want to be with my friends. And so they have all this anxiety, this depression, this this all these different uh pressures on them. And they turn to these drugs. And many times because of the drugs again, that are laced with these different um impurities, if you will, um, then that can initiate a psychosis. And many times that will cause the hallucination, the odd the auditory, which most times is what they hear. They hear somebody talking to them, telling them what to do, and call and then start calling them their friends because that's who they associate with. At nighttime when everybody's asleep, they're up late at night talking to the voices and eventually if that particular situation is not dealt with then they will eventually listen to the voices or so telling them to go kill yourself wow um that's a really extreme situations but i want to talk a little bit more too about um them talking more about great shame feeling great guilt or shame like say they get into trouble, um, and I'm talking mostly about the, the youth that I work with as probation officer, but also in general, if they felt like they disappointed their parents some way and they're feeling great shame or feeling guilty for something they did or said, and then also feeling like they are a burden to their parents, mm-hmm. that's another thing that puts a lot of stressors on them. Um, I would like to also talk to you about some symptoms because this is important. Many times, people that are contemplating suicide, they will show you with the things that they're doing, their warning signs. Right. So the first one is talking about it. Now, m- many times, people will say things like, Um, "I'm going to kill myself," and then sometimes people laugh about that, especially if they're their peers. "Oh, uh, quit playing around," you know, or you know, what do you mean by that? You're going to kill yourself. How are you going to do that? I wish I were dead. I mean, and these are things that people say blatantly. Um, I wish I hadn't been born. Okay. Those, those are the kind of words that you would hear. And then also getting the means to take your own life, such as buying a gun or stockpiling pills. Is that number two? Yeah, that's number two. Sorry. Number two.
0: I'm writing it okay. down. So, okay, go ahead. Okay.
2: So you get the means to take your own life, such as buying a gun or stockpiling pills, as you see with a lot. Now we've had, um, I would say, three or four recent killings with guns. Um, those kids typically will do that um, to kill other kids, or to get attention, or to take out their vengeance on other people. But also, I guarantee you, if you interview some of them, you will find out that they were also suicidal because they may have originally gotten the gun to kill themselves. Um, And then you have them stockpiling pills. There are parents that may have um, given prescription for different types of ailments. A lot of these kids, what they're doing when they go to these parties, these rave parties, is that putting all these pills into one bowl and then taking a handful of them. And they're thinking like oh, I'm just gonna be high or what have you. No, you're gonna die because you're having all these different pills that are affecting your body that are not prescribed for you. You don't right. have that. You don't have that condition, so it's going to have the opposite effect to you. And they don't understand that.
0: So- I heard that for the first time. My uh, my best friend is the vice president for student life at Maryville, uh-huh. Maryville University in um, St. Louis. And she was talking about these pill parties. And I was like, "Pill, you know, because I've never done pills or anything. So when mm-hmm. she told me that they just get pills and pour them into a bowl and everybody takes a handful and I'm like, and you don't know what the pills are for? I was like, nope. And I said, and they take them, they swallow them and they party. I was yes. like, there's no way, there's no way, um, there's no way that, um, there's no way I could do that.
2: <laughs> well, you're talking like an adult. Okay, we're talking about these immature, um, inexperienced youth um, that just think that they're invincible that nothing's going to happen to them. And of course, because they're being egged on by their friend, oh my God, everybody else is doing it. Why don't you go ahead and do it? All you're going to do is get high. So these are the kind of things that you have to look out for. Another one is withdrawing from social contact and wanting to be left alone. That is really not typical of most teenagers. Typically, they are social beings, They, especially on social media. um, They have one, two, maybe three accounts. If you see them not on there, and they've always been on there every single day, and now you don't see them on there, or they're saying, just leave me alone, and the parents come knocking on the door, I'm going to be alone, just leave me alone. That's different one time, maybe twice, but if this is like a consistent thing, Mm-hmm. then you really need to be concerned that's a red flag okay and then another one having mood swings when you have a kid who normally's upbeat laughing joking around and then now you have a kid who is depressed doesn't want to talk to anyone sad despondent then that's co- that's concerning too because these mood swings go from one end to the other and then we have the next one is being preoccupied with death, dying or violence. And again, like the TikTok videos and it's not necessarily TikTok. It's just even, you can turn on the TV and see, uh, movies about violence. You see these different games that they play, the MP3s. They have all these different, what is it called? The one, um, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> you said you don't I don't know. have
0: kids. So don't look at me for an answers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So wait, so so how do you know as far as being preoccupied? How do I know that somebody that I know is being preoccupied with death? Is it that they're talking about the movies that have a lot of death? Are they talking about death? Like, what is it that, what's the preoccupation piece?
2: A lot of times talking about it is definitely um, a a major one. But another thing too, as you will see, um, a lot of kids like to write things down, like in journals, because they may have a journal from school. If you ever see a kid and you see this behavior changing before you like the ones that I mentioned take a look at their journals many times they're really sad things that they write in there you know if i had a way i would i would be gone or i you know i, I would leave this earth today or um i no longer want to live they'll write things down like that or they when they're younger kids they'll have like drawings about um people that may have like blood splurting out of their bodies or a shape of a gun pointing to someone and killing them um, or a noose around the neck, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Preoccupy, always talking about death, wearing the Gothic clothing. Have you seen the kids that they call it Gothic wearing all black, yeah. black yeah. lipstick, black hair. Black... I happen to have black on too, but, <laughs> but you know, and just being around a certain type of kid where they didn't associate with before. These are the kind of things you have to um, pay attention to. And then we're talking more so about, um, this is more of a, like a verbal um, conversations, feeling feelings of being trapped or hopeless about a situation, going back to the breakup of a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Feeling like, um, a girl who may be with a guy who is what they call, um, date violence or date break. They get into these, these relationships and they feel like they cannot get out of them because the kids the, the boyfriend might say, um, if you tell anybody, I'll kill you, but then turns around and says, but you know, I love you and then give them a gift. You know, just like the same thing they do in, in marital relationships. When there's um, violence, there's um, um, husband and wife violence and um, domestic violence in the home, that same honeymoon period, um, and then also going back to that same behavior of violence of severely beating them. And you have girls that are in a situation wanting to get out, but they're afraid because this person said, if you tell your mother, your father, I'm going to kill him. And maybe mean that too. So this is their way of protecting them from their parents or their siblings being harmed. And then, of course, there's an increase of use of alcohol or drugs. Like, say if they've never used drugs before, but you notice that their eyes are red, you see that they're they're feeling either if it's a stimulant, of course, they're gonna feel a little more active, whereas they were a person who was really low-key, you know, calm. Um, so if it's at the opposite behavior then typically drugs are involved, but always look at the eyes because that's a dead giveaway. If you see bloodshot eyes or if you see them sleeping more than usual, or if you see them eating a lot, <laughs> typically that's marijuana use. Um, so each drug has its different uh, symptoms or different um, um what am I starting to say? With a different detect, you can detect them in different ways of how they affect you. Um, Another one is changing their normal routine. And this includes eating or sleeping patterns. And I talked a little bit about that. When they were early morning riser, but now they get up late every day. And that's usually associated with depression as well. When people sleep a long periods of time, they don't want to get up to shower they don't want to get up to eat. They don't want to do any of their daily routines. Usually they're suffering from depression. And so this depression, this anxiety, the um, all of these different um, behaviors that you see are usually associated with suicide. And then we have this doing risky or self-destructive things, such as driving recklessly. I have one youth who, um, he was actually a kid of a well-known person where I worked. I used to work with, um, with the, what they call them, um, well, influential people, if you will. I forgot the names, that it's a certain caseload of people. And so they will be stars or celebrities of stars. And so this particular kid was on TV. He was on my caseload. And the reason why he was um, contacted by the law enforcement is because he was driving on the wrong side of the street against traffic. So fortunately for him and for the oncoming traffic or the oncoming uh, passengers or drivers, nobody was injured. However, when they stopped him, they said that his alcohol level was like three times over the limit. And so guess what they wanted to do for him because he was influential. He's a a young star. They wanted to give him a slap on the wrist and then say, okay, we just need you to go to this alcohol class, pay this fee, do these 25 hours of community service, and then you'll be on probation in six months. However, that does not address the issue. Right. Why is this kid drinking three times what a normal person is supposed to drink and driving on the wrong side of the street. Were you trying to commit so that's the first thing i I asked him? I said, Are you trying to commit suicide? That question was never asked. And guess what? He told me he was suicidal. So these are things that seem like, okay, that's the obvious, but a lot of times many people don't address it. Why? Because they're in denial, especially if they're their kids. Right. They don't want to know that they're kids. Are suffering right, right. or suicidal. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, Bar. he's a high profile case. That's it. High profile caseloads that we used to have. Thank you for being on, by the way. Um, so high profile caseloads that we would have. Um, and many times you'll have those type of kids too that are very suicidal because guess what? They're living in, in families where they're always in the limelight, being seen on TV getting all these privileges and doing pretty much doing whatever they want to do. And their parents are on the road or too busy, you know, in movies, etc. And they're being neglected or left with a nanny. So many times they too are put in a situation where they're left alone. Okay. And because they have that money, they can pretty much get their hands on anything. Drugs, alcohol, etc.
0: So this particular Would you call it high, what does the person call High profile. So so we have to wait until he kills someone before he gets a punishment. Well, hello. And see, the thing, the thing is,
2: and that's a good point I brought up because the person that interviewed him attempted to place him on this, what we call summary probation. And I told him, was actually for juveniles, it's called, um, Oh gosh, it seems like I'm forgetting everything now that I'm retired. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to remember, but go ahead. Right. But it's like it's this equivalent to summary probation with adults, which means you don't have to be assigned to a probation officer. All you have to do is just meet certain terms, and once those terms are met, submit the information, then you're off probation in six months. But you miss a lot of the about these kids. You miss assessing them appropriately. You miss Getting the you know the um, detailed social history, the the bio social history, um, the um, psych, psych, um, psychiatric history, finding more about your, the family system. It's a lot you forget you you know you miss if you don't take the time. And many times people just want to quickly do this and not really deal with the person that's in front of you. Right. And that could be a life that you saved.
0: Now, when I'm listening to, I'm at at number nine, self-destruction. I didn't know if there was an actual total number, but I was writing it down. You see, all of these things that you have mentioned, these nine Mm -hmm. factors, you know, preoccupied with death and the the signs, warning Mm -hmm. signs, I guess, if you will, of suicide, you will only know these things if you communicate with your family you know what I'm saying? Um, communicating with your friends. You mean,
2: okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm
0: just saying communication is the key. And so I, I just, I just bring that back when you talk to, to your family, your kids, your nephews, your mom, your, I mean, all these things, if you're not communicating with your family or your friends, you may miss some of these morning, these warning signs. Absolutely. And then it's too late. And so I, I just wanted to bring, loop that back into as we're dealing with mental health and as we're dealing with all the things that we're dealing with, that COVID has brought on Mm -hmm. to the light, because the stuff has been going on, but COVID brought it on to the light. Mm -hmm. As far as, you know, noticing the increase in alcohol, not saying that they didn't notice it before, but COVID definitely, I'll just say to me, my opinion, COVID brought a lot of this to the light and the whole mental awareness piece. And if we are not communicating with our friends and family, we're going to miss this very long, extensive list of warnings that are right in our faces. Yes. Because we're just not, we're so busy. I mean, I don't, I'm a texter. I'm not saying nothing wrong. You know, I'm a texter, but I'm also like, pick up the phone. Can we go meet? Can I see you face to face? Because texting is fine for when you, you know, middle of the night, you just can't, you're talking or whatever, Mm -hmm. but we have got to, Take the time to go back to the old school when there was no phones and no TikToks and no Facebook and all this stuff, this good old conversation mm-hmm. where we are watching the look on the face of somebody, you know, do how many times do you really look into somebody's eyes and see if they're bloodshot? Unless they are just that bloodshot.
2: Right. Right. You know That's what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How do you
0: know that somebody's preoccupied with death and violence if they're talking about it? Are you listening?
2: Yes, yes
0: right? I mean, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And that, you
2: made some really great points. Um, and I want to say this, that um, communication is key. Unfortunately, a lot of people do not know how to effectively communicate. Right. Also, you have to consider the background of other people too. What was their life like in their household? How did they communicate as children? Most times children were told you be quiet. You stay in a child's place. So they learned that growing up, teaching their kids the same thing. And um, many times when you have, and it's an unfortunate but realistic situation, where you have single parents at home who are working all day and have kids that have to be cared for and they have to provide for them. Many times they're just work, home, dinner, the kids go to bed, you know, and that's it. Um, and not really taking the time to spend time individually with each child. And many times there's always one child that's because they're the good child. I'm putting quotes. They're the one that doesn't get in trouble. Right. They're the one that falls through the cracks. Right. Okay. And, <laughs> and And many times parents may even see a lot of these signs, which I haven't gotten to all of them yet, but, and maybe at another time. But the key is that you have to be action oriented. You have to take action. And if that action is simply, you know what? I noticed that you are you seem to be very sad. Um, I noticed that there's some things that are going on. You seem like you don't want to communicate or you've been isolating yourself. Is something going on? That's a lot of times all it takes. And then you open up the door for that person to feel like, wow, somebody really cares about me. What can we do to help you? And so I always tell parents to always remember, especially when we're talking about suicide, you can always go to your general physician. Take your child to the general physician, because sometimes it may be a biolog- biological issue. It can be something physical that's going on, not necessarily mental. Um, you want to rule that out. And then after everything is ruled out, then you take them to a psychiatrist. Have a a thorough assessment done and then they will determine whether there is a psychological issue um, going on. But that has to be something done very thoroughly. That's a very thorough. Many people want to label and say, oh, he's acting like um, um, psychotic or whatever. They throw these names out, but it takes just more than you looking at a few behaviors for you to come to that conclusion. And then, of course, I want to say this National Suicide Prevention Hotline was well, actually called the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's an 800 number, 273-TALK, T-A-L-K. And then also crisis text line, you text hello, the word hello, and then you text it to 741-741. So these are real easy things to remember, but, and of course, in, in times of that, you want to have this written down, have it somewhere close. If you know somebody who's going through this, their kid, um, you one of your kids, godchildren, etc. Um, somebody wrote in here,
0: single parent, oh, I didn't see that. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. Me- okay, I want to, I want to bring you back, from um, part two of this because I know there's more to this list and I think it's very important. That we talk about it in this, this forum so okay. that parents who are listening, people who are listening are starting to now think about, oh my God, such and such, it did that or such and such. Oh, I need to ask. And this is very important. You know, yeah. these, these, this, this show and the folks that I bring on are helping to save lives in so many ways. And so I want to bring you back on and um, you let me know when uh, in a couple of weeks so that we can finish this list and really talk about this because I think what is happening is we're not talking about it enough and we're yes. not, and and I need people to communicate this because you could be saving your own child's life and Absolutely. don't even know it. Absolutely. So it is six o'clock straight up. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Yoshi, yes, for coming. Yeah. Um, yes. And I want, I definitely, please look at your, as soon as you hang up, look at your calendar and text me a date because <laughs> it is very important. These are, these are the types of topics that are very important to be able to 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 talk about it in our families and i think we're not talking enough and i appreciate you so much for coming on so love, until next time thank you very much you're listening to intentional talk radio mindful mondays with dr corliss bennett um this has been a very deep and necessary topic and she will be back to continue um you know and to continue uh this discussion because we need to learn and understand some of these um, lines. Uh, Dr. O'K, are you waving at me? Are you trying to say something to me?
3: Yes, I'm subtly waving at you. (laughs)
0: What
3: what will I not do with the last one minute of your show to tell you that I always listen to your show on the sides and these are issues that we must address because when somebody meets you on the road, on the street, on the bus, anywhere, and they ask you, are you crazy? It's a question. Mm -hmm. And you can also respond and say, who is not? Mm -hmm. And not only that, you can follow up and ask them, who is your therapist? You don't have one, I can get one for you.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
3: So, because we are the phase of normalizing this conversation, as Ms. has said, and I've been following the show. I track everything, uh, Dr. Kelly, Dr. and you definitely know that. And usually, when we have a transition between shows, and luckily you are before me, so you can ask me questions. <laughs> I just want to tell you that uh, you are usually bring... Awesome guests, and you are doing an awesome and amazing job. And I they cannot do. wait to have you on my own show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need to connect that so that we can be on each other. I'm on my show, and you are on my show, so we end up with two hours. Woo! How about that? Good idea. Good idea. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta email, get that together. I think I text you my thing, but, but no, I just felt like some of these issues are never talked about, especially in the black community, and that's why I came up with Mindful Mondays in the first place because I was going through my own grieving process Mm -hmm. and I knew that, you know, I I lost my dad right before COVID hit and then hit and so I know how hard it is to deal with that and I just felt like, why not have a forum where people can talk about things talk about the five stressors, talk about the suicide piece because I know two of my USC students that committed suicide Mm -hmm. and you never know one was so famous and you just thought, you figure everything was okay you got your own TV show But that's not enough sometimes and I don't know you know I never knew why he committed suicide and then I have a a, a sorority sister um that committed suicide just well not recently last August this was last last August and it's just like it's amazing the things that people are going through that we never know but if we can't we got to communicate we got to start talking to one another not texting Let me go so that you can get your show on. I don't want to take any more. I've got three minutes into six o'clock, but thank you so much for your compliments and we will connect so that we can figure this two hour thing out. Okay.
3: You got the deal. All
0: right. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody from mindful Mondays.